everybody. Thank you for tuning in and joining us in worship. Uh, my name's Luke, and I'm going to be leading today, and this is Curtis and my mom, Sarah. And we're just really excited to be worshiping, and, and we like kind of facing each other because it's a family, it's a community, it's all of us included. And even though you're at home watching this, we're excited that you're, we're worshiping with us, and we're all worshiping the same God. And, and that's what I've been learning about this week is that this this God loves us, and this God loves us like a parent loves a child. And we're supposed to be looking to this God and have a relationship with this God as a child has with a loving, perfect parent, which we don't experience here on earth, but, but we're supposed to be dependent on the Lord and giving him our adoration and affection and just being totally content in him. And so as we worship and as we sing of God's love awakening us and God's love being greater and stronger than anything else that we've ever, that we could ever face. Let's, let's just sing this in belief. If you don't feel it right now, sing it and believe it. And we'll be praying that you feel it today. And, and if you do feel it, then rejoice and lift up sounds of joy as we worship this God whose love is better than life. Let's do this. Your love is great. 
we adore you. We love you. We give you all of our affection, all of our attention. And we believe that you can make a way when there seems to be no way, God. And I know some of, some of us listening, some of us in this room even, we have struggles that seem to be insurmountable and, and things in our lives that are just overwhelming. And God, it's hard to sing sometimes, you are the way maker, you are the miracle worker. But Father, we believe it and we see it in the scripture. We see that you can do the impossible. And so we pray for everybody listening, God, that you would bring breakthrough and that we would believe that even if we're not experiencing it right now, that we would believe that you can do the impossible in our lives. We believe that this morning. Help us to sing this. In Jesus' name. Stop working, even when I don't see it, you're working. 
even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, cause you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper.
Willow Park Church. My name is Courtney. Whether you're joining us from church online or one of our dwell gatherings, welcome and here's your family news. Willow Park Church in Lake Country's 11th annual back to school giveaway is happening today. Please be in prayer for this event as we give away brand new backpacks, lunch kits, clothing, and more to families in need. We are once again raising funds for Child of Mine, which supports two children's homes in northern India. A group of runners and walkers will be doing a virtual event in mid-October. There will be various distances available for you to train for. This year, the funds raised will go towards post-secondary education for graduates of the homes. More information will be available soon for those who would like to donate to this worthy project. If you'd like to participate or receive more information, please contact Al Gillespie at algillespie5 at gmail.com. Dwell gatherings are small in-person services that happen every Sunday at three of our locations. Just a reminder that registration opens every Sunday at 12 p.m. for the following weekend. Reserve your seat today at willowparkchurch.com dwell. That's all for your family news. Thanks and enjoy your service. Well, good morning and welcome to Willow Park Church. If you're joining us online, a very big welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us. And if you're joining us there over in the gym, uh, one of our dwell venues, we are grateful that you, um, you've joined us. We're really blessed by that. And it's exciting to be here uh, with a crowd of wonderful people this morning. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Come on, Jim, you can be a little bit louder than that. Give us a cheer. And uh, we want to bless you as you gather there and meet across. And as we uh, step into this time of teaching and service. And, and I know online Luke Madden has just finished uh, leading worship. And here Curtis Tallman uh, finished uh, leading us in a beautiful time of reflective worship as we came closer and closer to the King as we sang his praise this morning. Amen. You are loved by the Lord. Well, I want to uh, uh, invite uh, Al Gillespie to come up and to share a bit about uh, the team Child of Mine. So Al, I'll give you the global stage that you are on. There are people listening all over, even from, we get people even from England and strange that. Whoa. Strange that. That far away. That far away. Now I'm really nervous. Yes. So they, I don't really understand what a virtual marathon is. Does that mean I don't, I can sit in my chair and not run or or, just do it on a computer game? No, Phil. No. No. Okay. No, no. I'm sorry, you have it wrong. (laughs) It means you can do it when you want and where you want, but you still do it. Um, You've heard on the family news, you've heard a little bit already about this. 
The last couple of years, a group of runners and walkers from Willow Park Church have raised funds to help construct a boys' dormitory at one of the homes in northern India. With the pandemic, the construction stopped for a couple of months. It has picked up, but it's still rather slow. And they do have funds available for the, uh, the, the coming months. Uh, with Child of Mind, the, the real need right now is with uh, funding for post-secondary education. Uh, Child of Mind has been providing this funding for a number of years uh, to grads of the schools. And they go into programs like uh, architecture, economics, accounting, nursing. And from that, they go out and they become leaders in their communities. So this year, we want to help. There's uh, currently 41 students who are either currently enrolled in post-secondary or will be. And there is a $33,000 shortfall in the funding. So our goal this year, as we run and walk, will be to raise $33,000 by the end of November. So this year, it is virtual. Um, on October 17th, we set that date where some of us are going to do our event on that date, but you could really do it between now and the end of November, if you wish. And we have, we focus on running and walking, but this year, as it's virtual, you could cycle, you could maybe, if you've always wanted to climb Black Mountain, you may have heard some people like climbing Black Mountain, you want to do that, that would be a challenge for you. You could do that. And what you do when you do these events, you tell your friends, I'm doing this, this is why I'm doing it. We're raising these funds for these young people in India. And um, we're doing something that's a little bit difficult. So let's work as a team together and to uh, <clears throat> provide this education for them. So the, the best way to get information is to contact me at the email algolesbie5 at gmail.com and I will get information back to you. So that's it and hope to see people here in Kelowna online. You could do this wherever you are. And there will be, we set up a, a web page where you can tell your friends to go to and there's a donate button there. So that's how they could donate. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Uh Thanks, Al. Bless you on all your work and all that running, and, um, and we really uh, are blessed by that. So, so if you would like to join us with uh, Running for Child of Mine, we would love it if you got involved. I think Pastor Jordan, who's in the gym, is planning to run the half marathon and uh, going for that. So I'm planning to participate, although, you know, I've had a few injuries recently. We'll see. I'm getting old. I'm starting to creak. I don't know. It's very worrying. We've been looking at Psalm 23. And, and as we've been thinking about uh, Psalm 23, we've been trying to explore and understand the very nature of shepherd Yahweh, our God who loves us and cares for us, and what it is his nature. The invisible one who has created everything that is visible in the world. And when we know and understand the very nature of the shepherd, it gives us the understanding as we look at Psalm 23, we understand the reality of how we can live a life with such deep trust, such deep contentment, with a deep sense that the Lord truly is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that in every area of my life, I know that God is with me. I know that God cares for me. And I know that I will not lack anything. But how do I get to that point? Well, one of the ways that I've encouraged you to do is understand it's about the way that we think. It's about us focusing on the name of God and understanding the names of God and allowing to keep God before us every day of our life, every hour within our work and within our lives. That's how we start to fill our mind with a sense of God's presence within our lives. But have you ever wondered? <laughs> I have. This caring shepherd... This caring shepherd, God, who is eternal, who is spirit, who 
showed his love to us through sending his son into the world. Have you ever wondered why human beings? Perhaps you haven't. Have you ever thought, what motivated God to create you and I? Now I look out here and you're you're a pretty good looking bunch of people. Well, most of you. And no, why human beings? Why me? What motivated God? Why does God think about us? Why is he willing to be our shepherd? Why is he willing to care for us? Why is he willing to give us his rod and his staff to protect us? Why is he willing to look at your life and my life and actually show that love and that grace? Why does God do this? Is this a question that's ever struck you? Is it a question that you've ever wondered? Have you walked up onto rolling green hills in the middle of the night and lay on your back and watch the stars blazing? And as you watch the stars blazing, you've asked yourself the question, why? I certainly have. I certainly did before I was a Christian. This is so big. This is so vast. This is so amazing. Why God? Why are you interested in humans? Why are you interested in us? Why do you want to be our shepherd? Why do you want us to encourage us to experience still waters? To encourage us that even though, yea, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for for you are with me. Why, God, are you mindful about human beings? About me? Why have you created us? Well, in another psalm, we read in Psalm 8, David had this experience as well. He said, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Haven't you been there? You've, you, you, you gaze up and you set and you see the glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You've established strongholds against the enemies to silence the foes and avenge. Got everything here. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? The great psalmist, the great poet, the great leader, King David himself, perhaps would have climbed onto the craggy hills uh, around Jerusalem, and there are many hills around what would have been the ancient city that was rediscovered, what, in 1860 by Warren, the uh, archaeologist. And they never knew that the actual David city was outside the city, and they discovered it. And I can imagine David going up to one of those, we've talked about that Black Mountain, one of those little mountains, crags that are all around Jerusalem that are now covered in houses and and tenements, but lying there or looking up and seeing the, the stars. And, and as he saw those stars, he said, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have set in place, as, um, as the message puts it, he kind of puts it like this, when I consider the glittering jewelry of the cosmos and I see the gems and the necklaces of all of creation and I see the glory, I say to myself, why God? Why God have you done this? We went camping. We haven't really been into camping, I'll be honest with you. But now we're, uh, we're confined pretty much to Canada, unless you want to spend uh, two weeks in quarantine in England and then two weeks coming back, and that's a month in quarantine. Not a good idea. Sorry, mother, about that. That's my mother-in-law. Uh, but, um, so we've been camping. And this last uh, week, we went to Christina Lake. And we managed to get a spot. Apparently, you can't get spots at Christina Lake. And every time we mention, oh, we're going to Christina Lake, people go, oh, how did you get that? As if I had some kind of superpower. I did. I'm English. And so 
I, we went to Christina uh, Lake and, and it was amazing. As we sat around the campfire, it was kind of classic, cliche, Canadian, campfire, lake, and the perfect sky every night. And th that was when we had that moment of a David moment. And, and we would look around and we would kind of declare, God, that's you could see the Milky Way. That's amazing. That's incredible. And then we played a game, which is you couldn't move until you saw a shooting star. That's great to play with the kids. We were there for four days. Um, looking up, we'd play this game, but you'd, 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 some of them tried to fake it. As if, oh, yes, I've seen one, Dad. Can I go now? That was not a real shooting star. Because when we actually saw that orange streak come across the sky, everybody instantly erupted with joy. Oh, it was like a, it was a difference between faking it and suddenly you see a shooting star and the whole little group erupted into cheers and yells and clapping. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But why humans? And why do we have this? And as, the, uh, as David said... I, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Why? Well, let me answer this, first of all, by making this statement. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? God clearly values humanity. And I think that's a really important message in this day and age when everything seems to devalue humans and make us feel inadequate and make us feel uh, not good enough and make us feel insecure, every one of us are valued by God. And when God made humanity, God did do something special. God did do something remarkable. And we are valued and we are loved by God and we are cared by God the shepherd who comes and cares for us. If you go right back to the first two chapters of Genesis, you see a recurring word that keeps coming again and again. And what is that word at the beginning of Genesis? That word is good. Good. And at the end of God creating everything, God said it's very good. You look and you see, first of all, you see that God created light and it was good. I think light's pretty good. I love light. It's complicated. It's amazing. It's incredible. Light is amazing. You can see even on our stage the difference of colours in light. You look at the rainbow and you see the beauty of light. I think light is good. I don't know about you, but I agree with God. Amen. I like light. I also like Water. He made the water and separate the firmament. He put the water up in the heavens and he put the water on the earth. And we know that because rain falls from the heavens and there is water in the heavens and there is water on the earth. And I like water and water is good. I agree with God. I like the fruit and the land and the herbs and the beauty of creation. It is good. We all love our vegetables, don't we? We grow our vegetables. Curtis has got 12 tomato plants and they are feeding the whole of Rutland at this moment. He is, he's got tomatoes coming out of his... Well, places you shouldn't have tomatoes coming out of. They're, they're everywhere. I had four of those plants from that batch, and I'm overwhelmed by the amount of, of tomatoes. And, and I look at my tomatoes, and there they are, and I think, this is good. I agree with God. The light is good. The sunlight is good. The, the rain is good. The clouds are good. The, the beautiful lake is good. This is all good. God, thank you. Look at, the, look at the world around us when you see moments. These are good moments. When you see a bear bound towards you, 
It's a good moment when you shoot. It's a good moment. I joke, but I did bump into a bear again this week. It's good. But have you ever been out at sea, whale-watching, and suddenly you see a tail or a whale jump out the water? What does the boat do? They, they yell like we were watching shooting stars. Whoa! That's amazing. The whole of this boat, and we're all clad in, you know, all the gear and the waterproof gear and a, 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 a whale arched and came up and all of the boat just, just went, wow. What were they saying? It's good. It's very good. What is man that he is mindful of us? Well, of course, in that place, in that place of the garden, in that place of goodness, in that place where God was present and God was at work, at that moment as he arched, as, as we understand God's glorious presence, he created men and women and he placed us in that garden. And what did he say to us? It is very good. Now go forth and multiply. Go and continue the goodness. Go and do some wonderful things. And of course, what happened to humanity? And when we look and ask ourselves the question, why is humanity so special? It is because it was there in that place that God took humanity. And the scriptures say, well, in verse 26, and he breathed life into him. The breath of God. And what makes us so special is that we are infused by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is within us. And the Spirit of God is there. And that there is a wonder and there is a preciousness about human beings that is unique and special. Because God is Spirit and God has placed His Spirit within you and I. And you and I will live for eternity. And that's what makes us so amazing and so special because there is the eternal, there is the divine that lives within each one of us. And that's good. Now you may look at human beings and think <laughs> it's not so good because I don't see the wonder in all human beings. In fact, when I'm talking to people, often I'm witnessing to people, they'll say, well, it would have been a lot better if God did not make human beings, right? Have you ever heard this? Because of all the bad. Because of all the problems. But you know, when I look at the bad and I look at the wonder in the world, I feel like what God did is good. That we are of value. What does Romans 5, 28 says, what, 5 verse 8, it says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, we were still of value. We were still of importance. God still loved us. He saw, still saw the eternal within us. And he looks at us. And although human beings, what shall we say? We know human beings can be a bit prickly, can't they? It can be difficult. They can be hard, but there is that wonder that exists. You know that if you've got Instagram. What gets the most likes on Instagram? Well, can I tell you that it's not the food that you post, okay? Honestly, stop pictures of your meals. I, I, just, I don't understand why anybody does that. Uh, but I'll tell you exactly. A newborn baby on Instagram. True? And everybody looks and goes, wow. Because it's a wonder. It is a wonder. And when we experience the wonder, when we experience and understand that it is good, I look at a newborn baby wrapped up in, in clothes on an Instagram picture and instantly you've got to like it. It's like a whale coming out of the water. It's like a shooting star in, in the skies of British Columbia. There is something that is beautiful. There is something that is wonderful. There is something that is unique. 
So what is God that he is mindful of them, human beings that he cares for them? He, he sees you as precious. He sees you as valued. While you were yet sinners, he still died for you. And the challenge is that when we look at every human being around us, and the challenge is that when we interact with people that might be a bit prickly, that might be difficult, that might be wounded, that may be hurting, that may be broken, that what we realise is this is that there's still something precious within them and that our desire is to love people and honour them and to look at the wonder, the wonder. And that helps us in our world. Helps us understand. And God created good things and then God created man and God said, come on, Project Project Man, continue to go forth and multiply. In other words, your greatest acts are the acts of goodness that you continue to do. And I believe that every one of us, whether you're online right now, whether you're in the gym, whether you're in one of our venues, that you are listening in one of our campuses, right now, I honestly do believe that one of our greatest callings from creation itself is continue to bring the goodness and goodness and the goodness of God into this world. We bring goodness. We continue to bring blessing. We continue to reflect the heart of the shepherd. We let our lives shine around. We let our lives shine with goodness. As it says in Matthew, we've preached this recently, you know, let your light shine by your good deeds. Let your light shine, if you like, by the goodness of the gospel and proclaiming the gospel. Let your light shine by doing great things of goodness and being a person of continuing what God started when God looked and said, it is good. Let it your life and know because you have the eternal God within you that God has called us to be a people of goodness, a people that make a difference, a people of love, a people that bring a change in the world. Now, this can be quite heavy. I can look at you right now and you're going, hmm. But I'm not going to be Florence Nightingale. I'm, I, how can I start, you know, World Vision Mark II? How can I, how can I, I, I rescue trafficked people? It's, there are people that are called to do amazing things. But what does it mean to see the goodness of God really for you and I? It means this. And maybe you're listening to this online, wherever you are. It means this right now. It means that we see the divine in the ordinary. We see the divine in the ordinary of our lives. We see the hand of Jesus in the normality, the mundane, in our work, in our lives, in our family. We continue the process of bringing goodness to the world by seeing the divine in all around us. As a husband, I bring the goodness of God into my marriage. As a father, I bring the goodness of God into my, my children and I show them the goodness. I show them the love of God. I show them it continues where I am placed to work. I allow and want the goodness of God to flow through my life that I may continue to do what God commissioned us to do, to go and be fruitful in my life, to go and make a difference in my life, to not let the power and the brokenness of the fall to wreck relationships and to wreck lives. You see, imagine the place of work, where you work or where you live. You want to share the goodness of God. How, how do we do that? We do it through cooperation. We do it through 
through loving people. We do it through little acts of kindness out of the mundane of our lives. I mean, there's nothing more mundane, I suppose, to some people than growing tomato plants like Curtis is growing his tomato plants. It's mundane. People have done it for centuries. At this point, I'd love to tell you about the history of tomato plants and where they came from, but I have no idea, okay? It's probably from South America or something, and they discovered it when they went, is that, that's right, yes, yeah. The tomato king is nodding at me on the front row right at this moment. But that's mundane, it's making tomatoes. But to be able to get baskets of tomatoes and to give them to your neighbourhood turns it from mundane, turns it to divine, turns it to remarkable. It's turning what is just perhaps we see as normal into something that is beautiful and wondrous. You see that? And every day of our lives, wherever you are at this moment, you have the opportunity to continue the project of being fruitful and bringing goodness and bringing change into this world by your acts and by what you do. And I think that is so wonderful. I think that is so marvellous. But let's go back to the fall as we start to close. What happened in the fall? Well, the one thing that happened in the fall was this. Mistrust came in. Man mistrusted the woman, the woman mistrusted the man, man and woman mistrusted God. They all blamed each other, fingers were going everywhere, and the serpent just stood back there and looked and just kind of, job done. But mistrust came. And then they were aware that they were naked, and so they had to clothe themselves. They'd lost that divine Wonderful, beautiful vulnerability with God. Perhaps it were in the garden it was like it was like Moses on the mountain with the glory of God. He felt so at home. Perhaps it was like Jesus at the trans uh, the moment of the transfiguration where the glory of God shone and suddenly that light, that glory had gone from Adam and Eve, and they felt alone. They felt vulnerable, they felt the pain, they felt the agony, and they felt naked. And they began to mistrust. Isn't so much of human suffering created by mistrust in relationships? Aren't problems created by us becoming self-centred, egotistical, driven by our own desires always to be right. That we're afraid of being vulnerable. We feel naked, so we have to protect ourselves. Let's put some clothing on. It was sensible, of course. But there's that sense, that deep sense that human beings battle, even in marriages, even in relationships that should be safe. We play foolish little games with each other that are a reflection of the fall that create mistrust by our actions and the way that we are and our defensiveness and the way that we speak to each other and the way that we test each other and the way that we play these little moody games within our relationships, all of that goes right back to the fall when mistrust entered the world. But the good news is this, dear friends, the good news is, is that when Christ died for this world, he brought a freedom and a life, and there is now a new portrait of what freedom can look like, because when we have Freedom, we are free indeed because Christ comes and frees us from the games of the fall and brings us to a new place of absolute trust in the living God. And maybe in your own family, you're sick of the games that you're playing. You're tired of the anger, you're tired of the simmering frustration, you're tired of the disappointment. You're tired of the bickering. You're just tired. We can all experience healing.
from the effects of the fall when we invite Jesus to be king of our life. We can all be free from our pettiness and from our woundedness if we are willing to say yes. We are willing to say, Lord, come and rebuild me. Lord, come and bring that deep sense of the divine back into my life. Let me treat one another. Of course, in Ephesians, it talks about husbands and wives. And it talks about encouraging one another and respecting one another so that they may become glorious. and That we may glorify Christ. And that I may help my wife to become glorious. And we may become glorious. There's that sense of lifting up so that each succeeds in relationship. And I guess as we land this now, when you think of the place you work, God has called you to bring goodness into that place. Not ego, not anger, not bitterness, not resentment, the goodness of God. When I think of your family, God has called you to bring the preciousness and the wonder and the beauty and the gift that God has given you and to cause that to grow. When we look at the world and we bump into strangers, let's keep the goodness of the good news of the gospel, keep going, encouraging people that redemption and hope and life only comes through a relationship with Jesus and I'm only healed and restored. So we've kind of gone through quite a story from this psalm and understanding the shepherd. Let's read the psalm again in light of everything that I've said for a moment. And I guess you're, it's a great psalm to memorise, by the way. I know you'll remember this sermon, and the, the things you will remember is Curtis's tomatoes. I know that. Let's do it and look. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, and the posting of their pictures on Instagram. You have established a stronghold against the enemies to silence the foes and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You are precious, you are valued, you are a wonder. You have infused the Spirit of God within your life that will live for eternity. And God made us and said, it is good. Now go forth and bear fruit. Let your goodness continue. Let the goodness flow. Maybe it's a decision in your own life as you're watching online or watching in the gym or watching in our venues that you decide to say, yes, I want the goodness of God to flow through my life. The shepherd's care, the shepherd's love, the shepherd's life. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You made them rulers over the works of your hands and you put everything under their feet. And in some way, this is so true today, isn't it? We don't do it very well. We are still ruling this world. We're still being dominant. But as you go forth and live out this verse with the works of your hands and the way that you live, and the jobs that you do, and the people that you engage with, allow the goodness and the blessing of God to keep flowing through you. And he will. It's his heart 
All the flocks and the herds and the animals of the wild. I don't know whether you, whether you look after flocks and herds. I'm not, we don't, do we now? We look after digital businesses. We look after all kinds of different things we're involved in. But whatever your flock and whatever your herd is, you've got a calling to continue to bring the goodness of God and the goodness of the good news and the power of Christ. The birds in the sky and the fish in the sea all swim the path of the sea. Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You see how it comes back to the name of God. And when you understand the name of God and who God is and keep the name of God the centre of your life, and you think about that and understand who God is, and you allow yourself, you live in a freedom, you live in a contentment, whereby Psalm 23 becomes true to you because you know that you lie down in green pastures. You know that you walk by still waters. You know that fear will not hold you. You know that his presence is with you. You know that his rod and his staff, they comfort you. You know all of these things, that he's made a banquet before your enemies and you are so full of goodness that you just want to say, enemies, come and eat at this same table. I can't be bothered to hate you because God is so good and I am so blessed and, and my, my, my head's covered in oil, which is a good thing. And, and my cup isn't full, it's overflowing for you all. Amen? What a Christian life. A portrait of a healed, redeemed person that has found life through the cross of Jesus is remarkable. So if you're listening in the venues or you're online or on Facebook Live or on our online platform on Church Online and watching right now, go and make a difference. Bring the divine to the mundane and allow God to to bring that joy and learn to treasure a shooting star, a whale or your tomatoes in your garden. But let God, goodness, flow through you as believers. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and thank you that this morning we're able to gather and be together. And Father, we pray that you will Meet with us and meet with every group that is gathering, whether watch parties or families at home, whether in one of the dwell venues, one of our communities meeting in Lake Country. We pray for them today as they give out the lovely uh, backpacks and all of the gifts to the community. We thank you that this morning our Lake Country community is... Uh, is continuing the project of bringing goodness to the world. And I pray, Lord, that I may not live in mistrust and defensiveness, but I pray that I may live in freedom and healing and salvation, and that my life and my family and my journey may be a portrait of what it means to be one who knows that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. And do email us or connect if God has spoken to you. And we would love to hear from you if you've got feedback or thoughts or things that God has spoken to you through this gathering and through this online experience. Please contact us and we'd love to communicate with you. The Lord bless you and give you a really wonderful day. Thank you.